good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. We have a special episode today as we have returning guest host, Joseph, bringing us a cup of joe with joe. Today's podcast is brought to you by Columbia Hula Santa Maria from Synergos Coffee. Hula is one of Columbia's southernmost coffee-producing departments and is home to its third highest peak, the Nevado del Hula Volcano. This particular lot comes from Santa Maria, a town located in the northern part of Hula, not far from the departmental capital of Neva. The coffees from this region tend to have bright, sweet flavors, such as tangerine or red apple. We absolutely love this coffee. It's one of our most vibrant coffees in the foundational lineup with aromas of brown sugar, pear, and malt, flavors of cherry, brown sugar, lemon, and raisin, and a finish of cocoa and lemon. So sit back with your cup of tea, or Joe, and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be back with all of you for a cup of Joe with Joe on Tea Time with Tommy. It is an honor and privilege for me to be here to be sharing God's Word with you and some encouraging words um, while you are either drinking coffee or some tea right now. Um, I decided I have a lot of things going through my mind. We're with my students right now. We're studying Hebrews 11, but I thought that um, some of that would be much more encouraging for you um, comes from what I've been doing in my personal quiet times recently in 1 Corinthians. Um, and so I, if I were to title this devotional for you, it would be um, To the Christian Who is Struggling with Sin. And I think that that's a lot of what this first, these first nine verses, in essence, the whole letter of First Corinthians is written to a church of people who are struggling with different sin issues. But we see in the first nine verses some very um, encouraging um, and gospel-filled words that should give us hope in the midst of our struggle with sin. So if you have your Bibles, if you could just get those out, or even maybe you have a Bible app, and turn to First Corinthians chapter 1, and I'm going to read the first nine verses. Usually I'd go super detailed uh, into all those verses, but right now I just want to share with you Paul's heart through the text, and I think you'll see it. So read along with me. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you were not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. As you can tell just from a first read, these words are extremely positive. Um, you would, after reading this, these first nine verses, you would think that Paul's words afterwards would continue being this encouraging. But in fact, he switches gears in the next verses and he starts to, in essence, appeal to them that they would uh, repent of different sin issues, specifically those relating to church unity, which is a theme that throws through, that flows throughout the whole letter. It is uh, the First Corinthians is almost a giant letter of correction, but it's so interesting that 
in a letter where you have predominantly correction over different uh, unity issues and sin issues, uh, going from jealousy and divisions in the church to sexual immorality to people suing one another in the church to false teaching, all these different things happening in this one local congregation in Corinth. And yet, despite all that, Paul calls them those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think these words, even in the greeting, are setting a tone and a pace that is supposed to reflect throughout the entire letter. Despite the fact that these Christians are living in sin, Paul still sees them as Christians. In fact, his love for them is so great that he says he gives thanks to them all he gives thanks to God always for them all the time for them and all of his prayers he is he loves them he cares for them he sees them as the body of Christ he just sees them as the body of Christ who as he says in chapter 3 he calls them infants in Christ and so we see here that he is having to treat them right now as you would a child having to discipline them and sometimes it's hard and it hurts but these words are so encouraging and positive in the way that he sees them truly. He sees them as a people who are sanctified. This word is often used with our growth in Christ. Usually it's a, it's a process called sanctification. But in this instance, it's actually used in the sense of when we're first saved. That when we are saved, we are definitively sanctified, which means to be set apart. We are set apart as holy in Christ Jesus at the at our new birth. We are set apart to be holy. The reign of sin has been put to death over us. We have died to sin and we are alive to Christ now. We are called to be saints. Holy ones is what that means. So he's letting them know before he gets into any correction that they are holy before God. That they And later he even says that very clearly in uh, chapter 2 verse 17. He says, God's temple is holy and you are that temple. He sees them as God's people truly. He, he's letting them know their identity so that when he gives them correction, he's not trying to beat them over the head with something that they're not. He's just pointing them towards that which God has already made them to be. And, they are, and, he's, and he's challenging them and rebuking them to walk in light of the gospel that has already saved them and made them who they are in Christ. He is not calling them to be something different than who they are, but to repent and turn back to who God has made them to be. A sanctified people who are saints, together with all the local churches and all the areas who call upon the name of Jesus. And so that's just so much encouragement. And the basis for that, that Paul, that Paul knows that they're not going to fall away, is in God's faithfulness. Verse 9, God is faithful by whom you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And God's faithfulness is displayed in the fact that they will be sustained to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. A church that is full, so full of sin and corruption and things that are going on, Paul is saying, you are still the church of God. You need to repent. God, You are repent and your persevering in the faith is based on God's faithfulness towards you. That if you repent, it is the Spirit's work in you moving you to become that which Christ has already made you to be, a holy people before God. Not that they're perfect, but that that is what they pursue. And so for you who are struggling right now with sin, 
we all struggle with sin. If you are a Christian, you're struggling with sin. And if the and First John says, he who says they do not have sin is a liar and they are deceiving themselves. So I would first want to challenge you, make sure that you are being honest with yourself. In the very next verse in First John, it says that if we confess our sins, though, if we admit that we are sinners, God is faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. So that's the first step. Recognize that you are a struggling sinner. All Christians are. We all have different struggles and we are struggling. Um, and if you're if you're not, you're lying to yourself. But then after that, do not be condemned, because God does not see you as the person that you are struggling right now in the sin. He sees you as one who is clothed in the righteousness and perfection of Christ, a, a person, an individual who is sanctified by Jesus because of what Jesus did on the cross in your place. Him living the life that you couldn't and him dying the death that you deserved, bearing your iniquity that you're struggling with right now. Right now, he took that. And so don't look to that. Press on forward. Abandon your former ways and live in light of what God has already called you to be. A person who is to pursue holiness, a person who is dwelled with God's Holy Spirit and, and who is a part of God's body, the, the church, the holy temple of God. And so my encouragement to you today is do not let your sin struggles right now bring you down. Do not let them condemn you. Condem condemnation is not of God if you are in Christ Jesus because Romans 8.1 is clear. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ because Christ took your condemnation upon himself. You are now only have the commendation of Christ. You are commended as righteous because of what Jesus did in your place. You are sanctified. Sin no longer has a hold on you. So live and repent and walk in light of what God has made you to be, a saint, a holy one of God who is in love with God. Go and study 1 Corinthians for yourself and see this is this is not, not just making these words up. The, the majority of 1 Corinthians is a, a giant rebuke, but he starts off trying to express that everything that's following is not hate towards them, but love towards them. So that's my encouragement to you. I love each and every one of you that are listening. And my, uh, my heart for you as a pastor is that you would not try to live holy because, uh, just because that's your obligation and I don't, or just because you're trying to go the opposite of what you really want. You should be living holy because that's actually what you really are. In Christ. And so that's my encouragement to you that you would pursue holiness and light of the gospel that has already saved you and called you to holy living. I thank you all for listening to this short but hopefully encouraging and God and God filled um, podcast today. And I hope you all have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. What an encouraging word from Brother Joseph today to the Christian who is struggling with sin. Isn't that all of us? All who have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them know this struggle as we fight the old self. However, don't let your sin struggles bring you down or condemn you. Instead, be reminded of who God is and who you are in Christ. Even through your struggling, you are still the Lord's, set apart at the point of salvation, called to be a saint, a holy one, holy before God. This is our identity given by God to all those who believe. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.